Episode 49, The Truth About Thanksgiving. Philip II became the King of Spain in 1556, directly after his father, Charles V. Charles V was born in Belgium, or Western Europe, and became the Holy Roman Emperor and Archduke of Austria from 1519 to 1556. He was also the King of Spain and the Lord of the Netherlands. Charles V ruled from the Holy Roman Emperor, or the Roman Catholic Church, to Germany, to Italy, to Austria, to Spain. He was the King of Germany and the King of Italy. Philip II's mother was from Portugal, and remember, the Romans invaded the Iberian Peninsula and annexed it starting in 200 BC. Philip II not only was the King of Spain, but the King of Portugal, King of Naples, King of England, and the King of Ireland. Philip II appointed Pedro Menendez from Northwest Spain, or the Iberian Peninsula, to be the Captain General of the Indies Fleet. This position came with great prestige and honor and established a close bond between Philip II and Pedro. Pedro was even a part of the wedding ceremony when Philip II married Mary, the Queen of England. Philip II, a devout Catholic, wanted to stop the French from invading in the West in the area renamed as Florida. Pedro and his army sailed to Fort Caroline, now known as Jacksonville, Florida, where the French had settled. But they could not get in the area because the French ships blocked the mouth of the river. Philip II had given Pedro Menendez extensive trade privileges, licenses to sell slaves, and power to distribute lands. Since Pedro and his army could not get into Fort Caroline, they sailed and found a smaller harbor to settle in. They called it St. Augustine, after the Bishop of Hippo. They celebrated with a meal, as this was noted by many historians as the first Thanksgiving, even though no one called it Thanksgiving at that time. They ate food like salted pork, garbanzo beans, heart biscuits, and red wine, and might have had root, vegetables, and various fish from the native Indians. Keep in mind, there were natives in the newly named St. Augustine and in Fort Caroline, but the natives were happy to know that Pedro and his army were there to destroy the French invaders. In September 1565, Spanish commander Pedro Menendez founded the oldest permanent European settlement, which is now the United States in St. Augustine, Florida. Philip II wanted the French colony destroyed, and that's what Pedro and his army did. They marched to Fort Caroline and slaughtered the French soldiers and took over Fort Caroline and renamed it San Mateo. The French eventually got their revenge and destroyed the Spaniards a few years later. Per History.com, the chaplain praised Menendez for the ardent desire which he has to serve our Lord in destroying the Lutheran heretics, the enemies of our holy Catholic religion. Same people playing God as an excuse to steal, kill, and destroy. About 50 years later, English settlers would come on the Mayflower from Europe to a land not theirs. They called it the Promised Land and eventually came known as Plymouth Rock or Plymouth, Massachusetts. The English settlers were living in poverty in Europe and they came to the West to gain economic stability and to worship their gods how they wanted to. They wanted religious theocracy. The pilgrims were really separatists who wanted to separate themselves from the Church of England. 
Separatists made up half of the people on the Mayflower, and the remaining wanted to make money. Scholastic.com, Native American Perspective per Fast Turtle, Wampanoags tribe member states, when the pilgrims landed in 1620, they brought diseases like smallpox and diphtheria. Some English purposely distributed diseased blankets to unsuspecting Wampanoags Indians, thus wiping out entire villages. Eventually, the Wampanoags built up a tolerance for some of these diseases and were able to withstand the terrible effects of European diseases. In the beginning, there was a fair exchange of good deeds between the Wampanoags and the pilgrims. During the first harsh winter, over half of their number died of cold, malnutrition, and other diseases. During the spring of 1621, the Wampanoags were very helpful in teaching the English to adjust to the climate, the environment around them, and for this, the English were grateful. They met Asamaquin, who was the leader of the Wampanoags Indians. He provided protection and help during the next few years, but many of the natives disagreed with Asamaquin in helping the settlers. They felt it was not a good idea. The natives showed the pilgrims how to hunt, fish, and gather food. And after the first harvest came, they celebrated with a feast. The natives usually celebrated their harvest with food and rejoicing. So they bought venison, deer meat, wild turkey, rabbit, woodchuck, lobster, clams, mussels, potatoes, sea bass, bluefish, corn, beans, and squash. The natives even showed them how to cook their food. As the numbers of English settlers increased and the settlements grew, the English began to make demands on the Wampanoag Indians. Attempts were made to make English the language to be spoken. Plymouth Colony extended their court jurisdiction over the Wampanoags. Missionaries attempted to convert the Wampanoags from their religion to Christianity. These things were done in the interest of improving the Wampanoags' mind and spirit, but in the process, it did much harm to the native culture and spirituality. Soon, thousands of English colonists began to come to the natives' land and began to assert authority over the natives. They were no longer separatists or pilgrims, but they were called Puritans now, the ones who purified the church while killing and stealing from the natives. The natives had to fight back as the wars became bloody and devastating. There would be many wars between Native Americans and the colonists in New England, New York, and Virginia. Remember, the slave ships began dropping off us, the Judaites and the Israelites, in 1619 in Virginia and in the Caribbean. The Israelites taken to the Caribbean were eventually sent to New England states, and they were slaves there to build their land and economy, just as we did in Virginia. Estimates say that 5 million Israelites were taken to the Caribbean, and more than half were sent to England colonies. History.com states, slavery was a dominant feature of the antebellum South, but it was also pervasive in the pre-Civil War North. The New England states of Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island all have a history of slavery. In the early colonial period, Europeans invaded these lands and enslaved the native people who lived there. As New England colonists drove native nations out of their homes, they replaced these enslaved native people with enslaved 
Africans, we know are Israelites, and invested heavily in the slave trade to power their economy. Mayflowermavericks.wordpress.com states, The Mayflower colonists' journey in 1620 has been remembered over four centuries, while most others have been forgotten because it was the founding of New England. The 13 states that formed the original USA grew out of the New England states. However, though the Mayflower passengers formed the colony that established the beginning of the New England colonies, it did so because it failed to reach its intended destination and become a part of the Virginia colony. By 1620, Virginia was already importing African slaves really Israelite slaves. In other words, the Mayflower passengers set out intending to become part of a colony already involved in African or Israelite slavery. Now, if our people knew the history of Thanksgiving, would they continue celebrating or would they stop? John Winthrop, an English lawyer and governor of Massachusetts, declared a day of Thanksgiving to celebrate colonists who returned from killing the Pequot Indians. In 1637, he proclaimed a day of thanksgiving kept in all the churches for our victories against the Pequots. The stealing and killing was a day to be celebrated, and it's a day of thanksgiving. What? In the 1800s, different states began to adopt the Thanksgiving Day, and Abraham Lincoln named the last Thursday in the month of November for Thanksgiving Day holiday. Sarah Joseph Hale convinced Abraham Lincoln to make Thanksgiving a holiday to reunite the North and South after the Civil War. Sarah campaigned for a national Thanksgiving Day for the last Thursday in November for almost 40 years by writing letters to governors and was credited to convincing Abraham Lincoln. Thanksgiving to Sarah Hale was for English harvest festivals and religious beliefs. The holiday was to copy God's holy day and allow other religions as well. Sarah was known as a writer who wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb, and she became a writer and editor for women's magazines. Sarah wrote an editorial for a national Thanksgiving holiday and was teaching the readers how to celebrate Thanksgiving before it became an official holiday. Sarah followed syncretism, which is combining different beliefs and practices of different religions. The religion focused on the worship of the soul Invictus or the unconquered sun. Roman emperors Septimius and Constantine followed syncretism. People could worship what they wanted just as long as sun worship was included. Historians noted that Sarah preached syncretism between Thanksgiving and God's holy days. Holy days are the Passover, Feast of Unleavened Bread, Feast of Trumpets, etc. With Thanksgiving being a national holiday authorized by Abraham Lincoln, now prior meals or feasts would be called Thanksgiving. Like the feast at St. Augustine, Florida, the feast at Pilgrim Plantation or Plymouth Rock, and the feast at Jamestown, Virginia, were now considered Thanksgiving holidays, even though they were not called Thanksgiving holidays at that time. Pedro Menendez, took the natives' land in Florida to destroy the French, had a feast, and called it St. Augustine. The French took the land from the natives, Pedro took the land from the French, then the French took the land back, 
but the land was never the French nor Pedro's and his Spanish army to begin with. The pilgrims called their feast a harvest celebration, which was a custom in their homeland, England. When crops were harvested, they harvested crops on land that was not theirs. They had the natives teach them the land and then turned around to steal the land and kill them for it. Englishmen came on ships by the order of the London Company and picked a land and named it Jamestown as their settlement. It was named after King James. The English settlers were also helped by the natives until they took over Virginia as well. Per the encyclopedia, virginia.org. The Virginia Company of London was a joint stock company chartered by King James in 1606 to establish a colony in North America. And we know in 1619, they began shipping our people across the Atlantic to Virginia. And as we continue to study the history of the church, we'll dig deeper into Mr. King James. During these times of stealing and killing in Virginia, in the New England states, and in Florida, they did eat and be merry, but it was not an official holiday of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving became a holiday with Sarah Hale's influence on Abraham Lincoln and the world, and of course, John Winthrop. The land taken by the English settlers were renamed to European names. The natives named their land after their tribes. Key leaders of the tribes trusted the foreigners to come in and they showed them how to navigate their land. And in return, they killed them and stole their land. As a result of their harvest and their economic prosperity, English settlers ate and rejoiced and thanked their God. What? Thanksgiving was and is a pagan holiday to celebrate the theft of land and killing of innocent people who we believe to be Israelites. Native Americans are believed to be a part or one of the 10 tribes that were driven out of the north part of Israel by the Syrians. Thanksgiving, more importantly, is a holiday of syncretism to celebrate whatever you want as long as sun worship is performed. And to know that Sarah preached this to take away from Yah's holy days is quite disturbing. Israelites, we have no need to celebrate Thanksgiving. We thank our Yah every day and we teach each generation after generations to do the same. And we don't need a pagan holiday to remind us to be thankful. We follow Psalms 50, 14, 15. Offer unto God thanksgiving, pay thy vows unto the Most High, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or comment here. We don't claim to know everything. We just seek the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that knows everything. Let truth roar, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you and your entire family free. Truth roars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free. Please see a podcast disclaimer at truthwars.com.